You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is definitely summer. Yes. In St. Louis. We just, we just entered into summer like, what, just last week, I think it was. It wasn't too long ago. Yeah, it wasn't too long uh, ago. What, the 20th, 21st, somewhere around there? Um, we, we started summer, and that means summer food, summer recipes. Summer might look different for some of us. Maybe some are traveling, some not traveling so much, but definitely getting some time outside and uh, enjoying some summer weather. And what do we eat? Because that's always the question I ask. What do we eat? It when is it's, always uh, the question. <laughs> It's always the question I ask, isn't it? Uh, who better to help us with that than Sarah Carenti? She's manager of health and welfare, um, member wellness products for Concordia Plan Services. She's also a registered dietitian, so she knows what she's talking about when it comes to food. And she also happens to like good food. So that's why we love having Sarah Carenti on the coffee hour. Sarah, welcome to the coffee hour. Hi. Thank you. Happy summer, by the way. Happy I hope you summer. In- enjoying some of your summer and maybe enjoying some summer weather with the with the kiddos and uh i don't know enjoying the um the saharan plume i don't know is that something you enjoy these days (laughs) in the midwest as much as anyone i'd guess yeah we're making the best of it (laughs) so what what makes for a great summer recipe for the currency family well we have two very busy little boys now so Uh Anything that is fast, but (laughs) is still kind of giving us the variety. We've been very creative with uh, some of our our standard or kind of like routine recipes that we just mix up and put whatever produce we have on hand just because it's available. And it's it's created some really interesting dishes that have been really good, Um, all in the name of was it quick? That's how it got on the table. that's that's a pretty good good rule to live by i think a lot of people are probably in that same boat uh even though it's you know pandemic and we're all at home we still like to make things quickly that are also delicious do you do you have a a a favorite of the uh quick meal things that you've thrown together oh a favorite well one of the new favorites that we found at our house we always have quinoa on hand and we always have some form of potato and we came across this recipe that incorporated sweet potatoes and quinoa which the day i found it we just happened to have we had everything we needed for this dish it was so easy and i shared it with um andy just before this so i'm sure he'll share it with everybody after um but it's like this really quick, I think it's like, I don't know, seven ingredients or something. You throw it all in a, in a a baking dish and you bake it. And it is so good. We like to put a little dollop of um, non-fat Greek yogurt on top to give it like that tangy sour cream kind of taste. And then we have green onions growing in our, um, in our little garden planters. And so we chop up some of those on top and it's just, it's so easy and delicious. It takes a little bit to bake in the oven, but it's one of those, like we make it in advance and it's done and we can eat on it, you know, for a couple of nights. So then that takes away cooking, you know, for a couple of days. And that just gives us more time as a family. We can be outside playing and then just have dinner kind of already set up and ready to go, or it's baking. if it's that first day we make it, um, 
So that's one of our favorites for sure. And it'd be a good winter dish too. It's, it's pretty non-seasonal, which is always a win in our book. Yeah, I, w- I would not have thought to put uh, sweet potatoes and black beans together. That is a really interesting combination that I don't think I've ever put together before. I know. It, yeah, they're all staples that we have, so it made sense for us to put it all together, and it, it worked out really well. It's very delicious. I bet you could even put it in like like a roll-up, like in like a, mm. a tortilla shell or something if you wanted to, and make like a burrito out of it. Yeah, so versatile. It's delicious. Highly recommend and this, it. This one, looking over this recipe, it's uh, with... You mentioned sweet potato and quinoa. There are black beans in it as well. Um, they're, they're, this is really low on the allergen list, basically, looking through the list. For most allergen-prone people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, it's one of those recipes too. you can substitute things in and out. So if you don't have black beans on hand or if you don't like black beans, you could uh, put in pinto beans or kidney beans or or whatever. It's It's very much like a kitchen sink kind of dish you just put anything in it and and it'll be good so sweet potatoes black beans quinoa what is it corn i think Mm -hmm. as well in this recipe it just and oh man it looks delicious did you bake some to send like online i don't know can you send it through the internet uh and and this is something working on that during quarantine that i've mastered (laughs) sending food digitally yes no like that'd be so nice right and then basically what and we'll share this in the, the program notes today as well, but basically this is this is like a bake. So you, you chop all this stuff up and throw it in a casserole and bake it basically. And what was it like the first time you ate it? How would who who liked it in the household? Oh, that first bite, we all just we loved it. And I think what is really helpful for my toddler because every day is a different taste day on his palate. It it has good chunks of things. So if he was just feeling the sweet potatoes that day, you know, there's like little cube chunks that he could easily pick out. But he I mean he really ended up loving all of it the first time. Um but then when he's just feeling the beans, some days he just wants to eat the beans. He eats the beans and um yeah, it was it was loved by all. It was it was really good. I was not sad that we had a whole pan of it that we had to eat for a few days because it was that good. <laughs> well, I was, and I'm I'm reading through the the rest of the ingredients. There's a lot of Mexican flavors going on in this. Um, what about the spice palettes that maybe you could play with in this? Yeah, so you could stub any of those out. So it is like the standard recipe has like a Mexican flair to it. But if you wanted to take out some of like the cumin and powders and things, um, you could definitely then make it a more Mediterranean kind of feel. Or if you wanted a little bit more of an Italian feel, you know, it, it really is so versatile. I think now that we're saying it, you know, maybe taking out the beans um, and putting in some squashes or something um, and having like a little Italian flair. That sounds really good. You're on to something, Sarah. You've you've taken us down a rabbit hole. I like it. <laughs> Sweet potatoes and squash. <laughs> Sweet potatoes and squash are uh, two of my favorite things to put together. There you go. It's now a recipe that fits for, for Sarah's house. 
<laughs> I found one. <laughs> and those are the things that hopefully are thriving in my garden. I will have to say that uh, something else got to eat the corn in our garden besides oh, us no. because it is all gone. Um, but the sweet potatoes seem to be thriving and the squash seems to be thriving. Uh, we had a, a giant zucchini that we were able to uh, to harvest from the garden recently, and that got grilled the other day. Um, but what's not really growing yet, hopefully will, is watermelon. And I understand mm. you have a watermelon recipe for us today. Yes. Now, I full disclosure, I have not made this yet um, in this exact recipe, but it is all on my grocery list that I will be going to get here after we're done. Um, I, I'm always so intrigued by watermelon recipes because it's one of those things that people just generally eat on it, on their, on its own, you know, and there's really nothing more you can do with it, but just eat it out of a bowl. But that's, um, a big misconception. You can actually make it into a lot of different things. And especially when you're able to pair watermelon that has that juicy sweetness with, um, some more savory flavors, I think it's just a slam dunk. So adding in, in this case, feta or, you know, if you don't like feta, if you wanted to use a mozzarella or whatever, um, really adds a good balance of not only like flavors, but nutrients as well. So you're getting a good mixture of like fiber and vitamins and um, your minerals, like your calciums and all of that uh, coming together to make it not only something that's very hydrating for summer and filling, but something that is also very nutritious. That's going to keep you very well fueled for whatever it is that you're doing. So if you're out, you know, having like yard games or, you know, we've been doing lots of sprinkler and little kiddie pool time and stuff, all of that are great things to keep the family um, nutritiously fueled for summer activities. I think something like this has probably shown up on the potluck table when we have our church picnic. It looks very similar to things yeah. that I've seen. Uh, and, and you're right, watermelon salads or, or dishes aren't super common. I mean, I like just slicing a watermelon off and, and chowing down on it because it's oh, just yeah. so juicy and good. Um, <laughs> uh, I, and I do have a question. Do you do you have tips for how to know if a watermelon is ripe? Because buying melons and, and squashes and things, sometimes it's hard mm -hmm. to tell if it's ripe or if you're going to open it and it's not going to be great. Yeah. Well, two things. First, um, I always recommend, and I think I've brought it up on here before, but maybe not. Um, the <laughs> app Seasonal Food Guide. I think I've talked to you guys about it before. Yeah. 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 So on there, it'll tell you what's in season. But then knowing like ripeness, it'll give you cues in there. But when it comes to a watermelon, um, there's usually like a spot where the watermelon it, it kind of sits on the ground when it's growing. Mm -hmm. And that spot is either going to be white or yellow. If it's white, it's not ripe yet. If it's more mm. yellow, it's it's going to be riper. It's going to be sweeter. And you can also usually tell by, by the weight of it. If it's a heavier, doesn't sound as hollow, you can tell that there's a lot of juice in it too. Good question. Now That's I'm really not going to know when my watermelons are ripe because they're growing on a trellis. <laughs> Oh, no. so well, never know when wait, you know just maybe weigh it every day no i'm just kidding <laughs> epic epic first time gardener fail there i should have just yeah, thrown them okay. on the ground <laughs> so what's in this quick we have just like a minute left what's in this recipe and we'll share the recipe with our listeners as well but what are the the, the ingredients in this recipe 
Um, so watermelon, cucumber, feta, um, you could easily add like a nice balsamic glaze on top of it if you wanted to add like another um, kind of flavor dimension to it. You could put tomatoes in it if you wanted to. Um, it's another one of those that's kind of versatile. So you can kind of swap things in and out if you if you didn't mm -hmm. like something or you wanted to add a different flavor. So simple stuff, all stuff that's in season. Um, you can take it wherever you want to go with it. it. It's another really good one. I'm actually pretty excited about this recipe because I'm growing all but one of the ingredients in my garden this year. For this, you're not recipe. growing feta. I'm not growing feta. That's correct. Um, I don't think that's how that the, works. Not on the menu. <laughs> not raising any goats or uh, uh, this year, but we're growing watermelons, cucumbers, basil, and we even have a Meyer lemon plant with one lemon. On, no, two lemons on it now. So nice. We, Look at that. This is like the ideal recipe for our garden this year. There you go. That's exciting. Um, so that's that's also something fun to think about is what kinds of things can you harvest from your own backyard for a, a, a nice recipe yeah. like this? What do you have on hand? Cool. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, very good. Thanks for the the, the tips for some, uh, some great recipes for the summer to help us. Uh, this one sounds like something that would be nice, cool, and refreshing for a, 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 a nice, hot, toasty summer day. So yeah. great recipes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah Carinti with the Concordia Plant Services. Thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thanks for having me. You all be well. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.